You are now listening to the Cross Platform Chat Podcast. Hello and welcome. This is episode three of Cross Platform Chat, a podcast about video games and nerdy things. My name is Matt, joined by two of my best gaming buddies on the microphone. We are three friends with three distinct perspectives on games, but we are cross-platform and backwards compatible, so our door is always open to gamers of all flavors, and we welcome you to the House of Cross-Plat Chat. Our casa is su casa. Pull up a chair, stay a while. Why don't you hang out with the cool kids? Let's chop this thing up. So let me uh, welcome my dudes, my partners in crime, my boys. Mix some noise. Of course, I'm referring to Devin, otherwise known as Sonic Boom in the room. Say what's up, Devin. At Astro Applesauce Travelers. Greetings. I'll just take that as a hello. And my other bro ham, Greg, aka Human Platinum. How you doing, brother? Pretty good. Pretty good. What's going on? Awesome. Awesome. Um, it's going to be, I think, a beefy news week. A lot of hot news topics. But I would like to start the podcast, but I can't do that unless I have some surprise topic of conversation. Oh, no. Is it I mean, about I'm, birds? I'm, Hold it's on. It's not no, about birds. I'm taking over this. You tweeted a bird at me last week, and I don't appreciate did I, that. Did I? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, don't I didn't, you dare. I, I was like a Muppet baby at first. Anyway. No. Don't you um, ever dare tweet birds at me. I didn't know you had a bird phobia, and I'm pretty I sure. Birds. Is, I didn't. I didn't know that. By the way, does anyone know what? I'm sure there's a word for bird phobia. We'll find that out for next. Oh, I'm week. not afraid of them. They're oh, just absolutely. jerks. It sounds like fear to me. Anyway, surprise no, 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 topic no, no. of conversation, okay? Um, for anybody who's still actually listening to the show, one episode, you know, I, like, threatened to rap. Last episode, we had to stop everything and have, like, a short business meeting. I'm thinking about calling these segments Flutter Bombs to <laughs> name. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it just sounds right. Flutter Bombs, of course, is Greg's Game of the Year 2020. Um <laughs> Beautiful game about butterflies and world destruction. Anyway, this topic, okay, I don't, this is more of like an old man rant, so I'm really sorry to do this to you. This is like an old man yells at cloud situation. Oh, and I'm sorry, just this is, like I said, you're going to have to sympathize with me on this one. Um, I more and more find myself, find myself struggling to find a perfect word sometimes. And for whatever reason today, I spent like five minutes in a Google search. To, to think of the word forceps, of course, scientific forceps, <laughs> which are scientific tweezers. Why did I need What's to find a that medical word? tool? Why What's did I need big that boy word? tweezers? Why did you need that word? I, I, don't worry about it. But that was my word. OK. And it. OK. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, I, I didn't I don't like that. It takes me a minute to think of things. I don't like it at all. So speaking of scientific tweezers, guys, we're going to need them to uh, dissect this news. That's oh. a hell of a segue right there. Oh, oh that was that was killer. Before we get into news, let's do a quick roadmap of the episode. Got like I said, a lot of tasty news. PS5 backwards compatibility. Uh, Microsoft and uh, GameStop had a partnership. That's pretty interesting. We'll talk about that. Uh, UI reveal on the PS5. Launch lineup on the on the Xbox Serieses, Series X and S. Topics of conversation this week. Time permitting, because God knows when we stop this podcast, you know, it just, it goes where it goes. 
Um, we're going to talk. Oh, God, where was I on my notes here? Oh, we're going to talk about console launches. I actually wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on, like, A, your favorite console launches, but B, like, just console launch, console launch in and of itself. Is it as important as we hype it up to be sometimes? I pulled some interesting statistics that I wanted to bounce bounce that off. You want to document our thoughts and feels on that topic. Um, of course, because we're multi, multi-platform, we got to talk about the console wars, so... I, I specifically oh. wanted to hear your guys' thoughts. What's up, Sonic Boom? Do you have a thought coming? No, I'm just patiently waiting. Oh, okay, sorry. Console Wars is going to talk about um, what we thought each console did well this generation, if we think they will continue to do that. And for God's sake, I just wanted to talk for like two minutes, if we have time, about VR. And I know, Sonic Boom, mm-hmm. you have strong opinions on that. Oh, yes, very. So there we go. Let's start with the newsy news, shall we? Let's jump in. Oh man, it's grab your sack of, lunch, kids. It's gonna, it's be, gonna be kind of war. It's gonna be kind of Sony Pony heavy early on. We'll we'll get to my we'll get tax box. So just hold your bridges, okay? Just over a month hold ago, your saddle. Before, <laughs> I've got my saddle on, so I hope you hold do the too. reins. Uh, just a mo- over Giddy a month up. ago, before the PS5 arrives, Sony has at last revealed their backwards compatibility plan for the PlayStation 5, including which PS4 games will not work on the next generation console. Sony confirmed that 10 titles will not be getting backwards compatibility support on PS5, but otherwise will be fully backwards compatible with the PS4 library. Other um, tidbits were announced as well. This was in a Sony post. Um, you'll, you'll be able to use your PSVR setup. Uh, PS5 supports DualShock 4 controllers, but only for PlayStation 4 games. Platinum and Gold Wireless headsets also work on the next generation. They did speak a little bit about boost mode, although they were not that descriptive about it. Um, They did say select PS4 titles will see increased load speeds on the PS5. Also leverage game boost offering improve uh, and more stable frame rates. Have HDR enhanced. Um, Let me stop there and ask you guys, did um, did this surprise you at all? It's a lot better than I expected. Yeah, I was really braced for like... All right, we'll start off with these 50 games and they'll start trickling in. But it seems pretty complete, aside from a couple games that I I guess I just couldn't work it out. I don't know. It's strange. No, that that the list of 10 is kind of interesting and amusing, too. But yeah, yeah. after Jim Ryan's quote about we believe in generations, it's like, OK, so backwards compatibility is not a focus. and it clearly is because all those games are going to play be playable. It's just, yeah, right. Why did it? Why did it take them so long to even like bring it up? Announce. I had the same thought too, and it's like I, I totally am with you that <clears throat> I thought the whole conversation, or rather, like the the marketing point of generations matter to us thing. I don't like looking back now. I I kind of don't even know why you would say it in some ways. I don't, other than maybe easing the blow of you can only use PS5 controller on PS5 games or certain things that are kind of weird, like the PSVR needs a little, I don't know, specific dongle, dongle. or whatever. So yeah. we'll have to send in for the dongle unless it comes packed in the PS5. I don't know. Well, the Kinect um, needed a dongle when you got uh, the oh, is that Xbox. Right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, the wording was, I don't know, clumsy. I don't, that might be a little too strong, but... It was it was weird. It was odd, but I mean, 
the fact that it's getting backwards compatibility is great. So, yeah. And the, uh, this was also interesting because like all week, I, I think they actually announced this story like last, uh, weekend. So we're kind of been, you know, resonating on yeah. this for like a week. It was yeah. like right. literally after we posted. So Yeah. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. And then, like, I I feel like every story that was announcing was like ten games won't work. I'm like, is that really the story? I'm just excited that we're not only getting backwards compatibility, but everything other than these two ten games will work. Which yeah. is, you yeah. know, what I don't know how many games in total have launched for the PS4, but they always say this over four thousand number. I don't know exactly how that breaks down. I was looking on like Wikipedia and kind of scouring to find the exact number. Hmm. And the closest yeah. I could find was around 35. Anyway, the, it's interesting to me that Sony kind of underplayed this. Uh, I feel like a little bit, yeah, but yeah. Of the 10 games that don't work, I think only three of them are also on Xbox as well. So most of them are PS4 only. And most of them are uh, garbage fires. I'll just like to, yeah, the only one of the note that stood out to me was Shadow Complex. Totally, yeah. Shadow Complex yeah. remastered. And I think even some developers have spoke up and said we would like to or that we can possibly. I don't know if it was Shadow Complex remastered, but yeah, for whatever reason, hmm. we will not be singing on PS5. We sing will not come to the PS5. Oh, it's just a peripheral thing. Yeah, that probably that probably is. I don't know yeah. anything about we sing. Cuz isn't that a yeah. USB mic? I don't know. No, I think yeah. those are those might be the ones that use an app, and that's interesting because they said uh, companion apps will not work. So I bet that there is. There you go. Connected. Ew. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, that's a good I thought. Mean, they didn't need to say anything until they were ready. I mean, they're the market leader, so they're probably just doing their own thing and ignoring what the competition's doing. So yeah, and I it, go ahead. Sorry, I was say it looks weird, and it's it feels like you know cumbersome and late but they they have they probably have a roadmap internally of this is where we're going to announce this and they're mm. just sticking to whatever that is because you know it gave them a talking point this week after microsoft had what two or three solid weeks yeah so, xbox was on a roll there so yeah so a match beat for beat a they, little bit yeah they but must have been really off. getting it together though kind of last minute because like going back to cerny's talk that was supposed to be GDC. He was like, "Oh, like the top 100 will work," and then it was like, <laughs> "Oh no, like oh yeah, that a whole few thing. hundred will work, and then they'll start rolling out." And so it's like, I don't and know. Then, it seemed like they just didn't want to overpromise. And then Ryan's like, "Didn't he have an interview with the Washington Post or some major outlet saying, yeah, the overwhelming majority on day yeah, one?'" Yeah, yeah. Like, like as time what? kept progressing, they kept saying like, "No, more, more will work." You guys are in the same company, right? Have you talked to one another? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to like hash that out. Um, the other cool thing, actually, that this little point was encouraging too. Um, when it comes to games you've downloaded on your PS4 and your saved data, you can transfer all of that to your PS5 over Wi-Fi or, yeah. or over Ethernet. You'll also be able to play PS4 games directly from a supported ex external storage drive. The saving thing specifically, because the early trickle was like, okay, what's going on? I mean, we talked mm. about it a little bit here and there mm. last week. I was kind of suspecting that it was, I don't know, an engine issue between PS4 and PS5 or specific games. Like Spider-Man, for example, the remaster kind of... I, I I was kind of thinking, okay, worst case scenario, this is going to be like games that were somehow optimized or enhanced for PS5 that didn't 
talk well with the PS4. I have no idea, but that was that was encouraging yeah. at least. So yeah, uh, the whole Spider-Man yeah, thing that for sure that was clumsy, and it's it's it feel like they should announce that part of it after you know the yeah that's a, yeah compatibility that's a really good because because if you heard those in reverse, it would have been a lot less or below for Spider-Man yeah. fans. No, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, it really was more about what it was saying about the system as a whole more than just Spider-Man. I yeah. felt like but you know, they got everyone worried. Yeah. And these things take time to come together. Like you guys were saying that, you know, they couldn't probably couldn't announce it because they weren't sure, <laughs> you know, the fact that games even launch, let alone launch on new generation hardware is a miracle. So, and they, mm-hmm. and they did kind of add that caveat. They're like, by the way, if you play something that seems a little weird, just, uh, it just let us know. That might happen. Uh, Report us a bug. Yeah, oh, wow. Totally unrelated. Uh, if it breaks, uh, just send us an email. Yeah. It actually, that that reminds me. I was actually um, talking to Greg a little bit this week, and I was like, for some reason, I just have, and I don't know if it's just because Microsoft has seemingly been so confident. I mean, they have been really confident shipping out their box and saying, throw anything at it, and it's been really good reception. For some reason, I just have this expectation that backwards compatibility just in terms of the current generation is going to work better on Xbox. I just have that assumption, but I don't know. I kind of go, what are your thoughts on that? Spit it to me. Well, I mean, it's going to inherently work the same as it did on the uh, Xbox one X and one S and all that, where you put the disc in, it just works or you download it and it just works. But uh, this time around, it'll get a boost. Um, for performance, whether it's load times, frame rates, mm-hmm. assets, you know, you name it. So, uh, Xbox community, you're kind of used to it already. If you've been playing uh, backwards compatibility games, either from the Game Pass or Games with Gold, I'm going to be really interested to see how these consoles uh, do backwards compatibility, just in terms of performance. I yeah. can't remember who I was I was reading uh, from some developer that was actually talking about um, in terms of like performance. I think he was talking specifically about frame rate, but he's like, that really has to do more with the game than the machine in most cases. Like if the game has an unlocked frame rate or scaling oh, yeah. um, resolution, like that, you know, it, it has a lot to do with the title, but I don't know. We'll we'll yeah. see. All I, I really when, want is bro, remember blood when blood. Dark Souls was having or was it Dark Souls? Yeah, it was having issues on PC because people were unlocking the frames. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. yeah. It, you had to like turn off like the enhancements anytime you went up a ladder or you just like <laughs> fly through the air. So yeah. it, was, it was a mess. Or, or combat, your weapon would degrade twice as quick because you yeah. had 60 frames. Yeah. yeah. Which from <laughs> what I hear is a frame rate for sure. That's so yeah. Bad. I from what I hear, that's a lazy way to uh develop a game like yeah quote on to why that is because i'm not a developer but yeah yeah. matter of fact i didn't have this in the news but there's a guy i think his name is lance mcdonald that does a lot of um tinkering around and uh thing i think he did actually dark souls and he was working on bloodborne he's been working on like um a patch for bloodborne to make it 60 frames and he was talking about that that specific thing you were referencing actually that he would like used used a lot of the code from Dark Souls 5 to kind of like reverse engineer Bloodborne and he found out that when you just crank it up to 60 frames it like 
inadvertently breaks all these other things that you wouldn't even think about, but that he's been yeah. patching. Did you so just had, like, say Dark Souls Five? Did I say Dark Souls Five? Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's, a, that's, there. A, yeah. that's an Wait, unannounced. What? Hold on, are we breaking news already? <laughs> we are breaking for, news. That's my next tinfoil hat prediction. <laughs> They're skipping Dark Souls Four and going yeah, straight to Five, four. and then it'll be <laughs> exclusive on PS Five. Dark Souls Five. Yeah. Wow. All right, let's move on, shall we? Um, Sony has officially unveiled the PlayStation 5 user interface in an official PlayStation blog post. Sony just today, in fact, October 15th, revealed a walkthrough of the user experience, including features that are called that they are calling control center activity cards and some other new share features. Um, did you guys take a look at the video? They dropped like an 11 minute video walkthrough. I think Sid Schumann was kind of walking through the UI yeah. on the PS5. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. It's very slick looking. I like I like the 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 look they're going for. I yeah, have I was... some doubts about how long some of these things will be supported. Oh, interesting. But like, like just the cards that are like, here's here's all the objectives you have to do to finish yeah, this yeah. thing. It'll take this many minutes, and you click here to see a guide on how to do it. I'm like, oh, I just don't see in five years every People game using doing that. I yeah, did. Feel... Go ahead. Sorry. I say it feels familiar because there's something similar that Xbox does, where if you got, uh, if you look for achievements, you can go to trueachievement.com and find the write-ups from that forum. Which is, it's not as an elegant solution as what PS5 is doing, but uh, it's kind of in the background. Uh, but something similar that Xbox does is uh, achievement tracking. So if you have an yeah. objective mm-hmm. for achievement, it's like do something a hundred or something. Uh, developers can code it to where you can see the progress of that and not many people take advantage of that so yeah my, my, i get my excited knee-jerk. every time i see a, a game that has that i'm like yes awesome mm-hmm. yeah yeah my, my knee jacks was you know oh cool we have this cool new feature with the cards which looks slick and but it's like you know are we going to see this in six months from anyone but sony yeah yeah i, I thought of that too i did think that like Sackboy is a very specific, pretty simple example of how that could work fe- like feasibly well. When mm-hmm. you get to other games, it is this? I was just kind of flipping through Twitter and just seeing people's re- responses and reactions to it. You know, some people were saying like, "I kind of like not knowing in a game." You know, maybe a game like I don't know, like Demon Souls. Even when D- Demon Souls Five, Demon Souls Five, for example, <laughs> the unannounced sequel to Demon Souls. Uh, but you know, you kind of don't, you want to have like this element of not knowing, like this element yeah. of unknown or immersion, I, I suppose. I imagine hidden trophies won't track like that or anything though. Like, yeah. Good point. Maybe you'll just see a progress bar or opt in or something on a hidden one. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think well, a lot I mean, of times like these things, I'm sure they've thought about a lot of these pretty well. And my understanding and correct me if I'm wrong on this is the activity cards thing is pretty like editable by the user as in you could pin certain ones or not i think you so. know so yeah. like it's pretty uh you know a la carte as in terms of like what you want to see and what you don't i kind of think it's cool and i'll be interested yeah. to see where it goes the, like the walkthrough things was kind of interesting again yeah. who knows if they use it or if it's going to be gone in a year like one of those so many launch features that just <laughs> dissolve and you kind of forget they even ex- <laughs> existed you know I laughed at him snapping videos like a launch Xbox one. <laughs> oh, man, that just brought me back. It's like, oh, 
you, you, you PS5 ponies don't understand how great it is to play a game and watch something off of Hulu or Netflix in the corner at the same time. Like, oh, was it a splendid time? Watch Star Trek and order tickets. Yeah. Time. Yeah. But, but yeah, to go back to the cards for the, the objective scene, like it's, it's, that's got to be focused towards like kids, like the whole uh, sock boy uh, preview. Sack like that's a boy. Get it right. Sack boy. Sock Jeez. puppet guy. Uh, it's just a great demonstration for like kids. Cause like, you know, if my kid's playing, he gets stuck on something. He can just pull up the video yeah, and go absolutely. play, you know, absolutely. Like, I don't think they're going to put that in for say dark souls five or, you know, Whatever, Dark, Soul, but... Dark Souls Five is catching traction, baby. I know. Let's We're get starting that a rumor, right? Here. Get trending on Google. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I think it was it was it was a smart demonstration of it. It looked sharp. I really liked the um, the control center thing at the bottom because it looked just like a task manager or something or command prompt. You'd see it like at the bottom on a PC, you know, that you bring you bring it up, you press your PlayStation button, and it's in game. You don't have to like jump screens or anything, and you can have access to a bunch of features on your console mm-hmm. i think that's slick i think did you slick. notice when he was talking about he kept saying tasks and unless i did unless i missed it he did not say the word trophies once in related to that no he didn't actually it's really strange like i assumed that was like oh this is how you track your trophies but he just kept saying challenges unless they're gonna stuff. overhaul trophies because yeah we haven't had a confirmation that trophies they are on the ps5 right trophies. yeah they Damn just it. did well yeah, yeah for the ps4 which I'm at like 140. You're at 140 big ones. 100,000 or something. What What are you at, Greg? Um, uh, stand by. Keep going. Yeah, I, as, as I asked you that, I'm like pulling up a PlayStation. App. I'm not. I'm not as familiar. Oh come on, really? Am I the only one that knows, Mister X? I saw it. And I was like, I was like, what is this? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm at 319. Nice. Another nice. thing that was, I don't know if it's confirmed, but um, people were saying that. They didn't say uh, anything about themes. Yeah. No, they didn't say anything about themes. And that makes so. me wonder like how integrated into the game, the UI, it seems to be. I don't know. Well, that's one of those things we'll probably find out on launch day. Or that 4K UI, to. too. That got confirmed. To be 100% yeah. honest with you, I don't know why that's a big deal. Because oh, it is. Because now that PlayStation has a 4K UI and Xbox oh, series 4K on PS4 Pro is your little brother thing. Um, I think when you yeah. were when you were suspending a game to go into the menu, like it would turn off HDR, for example. I think it yes. did descale yeah. the 1080p yeah. thing. HDR for sure. But like people were talking about that on Twitter today, like 4K 1080p. I was like, really? Does it really matter that much? I mean, no. I, of it's... course, I'd rather have 4K than not. But it's like, yeah, I, w- I would say play on Xbox. You know, the menus 1080 and. Uh, now then, when I turn on my PS4, I'm like, "Oh, this is crisp looking." Yeah, <laughs> it's almost unnoticeable. I mean, it's it's the one percent that would even notice or even care. You know, it's yeah. internet has been so toxic lately. It's just like, dude, gaming's great. Just enjoy it for two yeah. seconds. It is not a it is not a deal breaker in any sense. No, but some people will try to make you believe it is. Yeah, it'll be uh, 4K, but only 30 frames on PS5. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's a self-inflicted joke, Sonic Boom. You're supposed yes. to laugh. No, you're you're hurting yourself. Oh no, it um, hurt itself. All right, circle yeah. back. I have yeah. level four hundred and seventy-nine. Nope. Damn. Yeah, which that, I would almost want to get to five hundred. <laughs> all that does is yeah, 
tickle the freaking makes me want to get a gold trophy next to my name instead of this dirty silver one yeah right gee uh, one last thing on the uh, ps5 ui thing and then i promise we'll move on that they uh did show the suspend resume type feature um Mm -hmm. he flipped from sack boy to uh destruction all-stars which was pretty pretty damn quick um although people were quick to point out for example like does that mean you can only do one game suspended at it or sorry to but switch between two games at one point or is it going to be like xbox which has already been shown that you could do multiple games i don't even know what the cap is on on the series is but i've i know that they can suspend multiple games at, like, at one point you know i don't know either i've heard, I've heard a lot of people say, say different numbers yeah i've heard six Same i've heard four i've heard five but what was yeah. confirmed is uh Quick resume persists even through uh, cold restart. Yeah, yeah that's what makes that's which makes really sense big. because you're not resuming a, a game that's running in the background. It's like a save state that you're loading. Right. From, so mm-hmm. it makes yeah, sense. That's great for power. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you see your guys? You do you see yourselves using that feature that much? Oh, absolutely. Constantly. Yeah. I I have been like thinking back and forth on this. Um, I think I'm just not acclimated to it because it's not in my hands yet. But I was thinking about it more, and I'm like, yeah, of course I would use that. Yeah, because look at this way. Yeah, you're playing your main game. You're playing your Valhalla, your Call of Duty, your Cyberpunk, and then it's Tuesday, and you get the refresh on uh, Game Pass uh, quests. You're like, oh, I gotta go play Final Fantasy VII and win ten battles. Okay. Let me load that up, play that, get my 10 battles done, go back to Cyberpunk. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like boom, boom. Yeah. So I think it'll like right now, like I'm, you know, mostly just playing exclusives on PlayStation. And so like through all of Last of Us and all of Ghost of Tsushima, like I've seen that menu once because I just constantly suspend it. No, like, seriously. True. I just keep it going. True. That is true. And that feature has been to me, really cool on PS4 to just rest your console. Granted, oh, it's yeah. not nearly as robust as it will be in this next generation, but yeah, I think that's yeah. pretty cool. You can just fire up your console, and there it is. That mm-hmm. That is pretty dope. Like, that early um, proof of concept of that idea was cool. Alrighty, next news topic. This one surprised me, I must admit. GameStop and Microsoft have entered into a multi-year agreement that gives the video game retailer a cut of every digital purchase made on any Xbox console it directly sells going forward. The new revenue-sharing deal is said to give GameStop a percentage of any digital sales made of those Xbox consoles, including digital downloads of full games, DLC, in-game microtransactions, and any subscriptions, which would seem to include things like Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass. Man, this this was a... Uh... This was like left field, but I thought it was like, I don't know, man. Microsoft has been doing a lot of things that just are gamer focused. And like, again, it kind of plays well to me from like good cop, bad cop perspective. Obviously, like it's no secret. GameStop has been in like steep decline for the last year, making news in all the in all the worst ways. But you know, they have, I think I read, uh, they have over 5,000 GameStop retail stores worldwide out there in the wilds. So, I mean, that's that's a, that's a good bit of retail presence still, mm-hmm. you know. It, so, I don't know. Thoughts, thoughts, feelings? It's, like you said, it's out of left field. Like, no one heard about this. It just happened. And here in the U.S., it's not so much in other regions like 
GameStop's huge. It sells a lot of Xboxes because Xbox sells in the US. So for them, it's beneficial to, you know, have a strategic alliance with one of their top, you know, store retailers. Sure. Because, you know, their POS is going to get switched over to Microsoft server stuff. The associates or team members or whatever they call them, they're going to have, you know, tablets like you see on the NFL because they got Microsoft oh, tablets. So you they know. can go do an instant replay on like a bad yeah. trade-in price? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah. got 36. <laughs> Here's what you did wrong. But yeah, and then uh, what kind of like got hashed out later on is the fact that um, they're going to, the downstream or, you know, any, anything they sell that's Microsoft related, that's a digital purchase, um, whether it's like the all access for Xbox or I'm assuming, you know, Game Pass, they'll get yeah. a cut of that. So... Very, I'm, it seems like very generous of my like because they definitely yes don't have to do that. It kind of reminds me a lot um, when comic books like started being more and more digital. Uh, main company that does them, Comicsology, they set up a program where any comic book store could have their own storefront on there, mm-hmm. and they could direct people to it. And any comics bought through that storefront. Like they kick back like five percent or something to that comic book store, and it's like you didn't need to do that, but I guess yeah. it's nice. And I, yeah. uh, no, I, I totally hear where you're coming from there. And it's again, it's kind of like I don't know if this was a business decision as much as it was. I don't know. I, I don't want to call it like um, reputation per se, but like. It's kind of, it's kind of like a shout out to the preservation of games uh, as they've been sold and kind of a preservation of some degree of I don't know convention of video games and GameStop has just been such a prominent retailer throughout yeah. you know previous generations so I don't know I would they didn't say like for example the specific percentage that will be delegated to GameStop but I was also surprised, like, it's not just consoles, it's digital yeah. downloads, DLC, yeah, yeah. microtransactions, Game Pass, Game Pass. I mean, geez, that's, yeah. that's your it's, sacred cow right there. Honestly, I think it's just they have so much FU money. They're like, what can we spend this on that may service a benefit to us in the long run? Because mm-hmm. GameStop's been hemorrhaging talent and stores for the last several years, like this last year. Even prior to COVID, you know, you heard like, oh, GameStop's closing X amount of stores or shut down mm-hmm. their their presence in this specific region, like, you know, across the pond. And so I don't I don't think so, some some bean counter, they crunched the numbers and said, Yeah, sure. You know, someone passed on this, so it's gotta be something something somewhere they're gonna get you know their money back if yeah not, it's it's like the zoom let's just throw money at it and see what happens i mean and gamestop is so like incentive driven like yeah. i wonder if this gets to the point where they're like hey you as an employee are going to get more rewards for selling an xbox now which i don't man it kind of it kind of gets weird for sure as much as I don't like GameStop for many reasons, uh, I hope it doesn't turn to that because that would just yeah. look ugly. 
Yeah, for uh, sure. I think that that would come back on Xbox. I don't think that's going to be Microsoft's. Yeah, I don't think it's their mo. But I at hope the very least, that. I think it'll make them not like be biased against the the one or the Series S being digital, and they'll be like, well, we're carrying both because we get something either way. Yeah, it's interesting too. Like, oh man, this is like tinfoil hat town, but like. As these companies have been announcing their digital variants of their consoles, I've been kind of wondering about eventually how this will affect business partners, you know? At first, I kind of thought that that's sort of why we had not really seen, to any significant degree, the amount of pre-orders on the digital variants of these things because Mm -hmm. they were being sold by... Uh, retail partners and mm-hmm. I don't know if that necessarily has any yeah anyway. if, if they could choose they'd probably want to sell all the yeah ones with discs totally I totally. still remember buying a PSP Go at GameStop and they're like you want anything else I'm like no I, <laughs> there's nothing, <laughs> nothing nothing that you got that I need right now and it kinda, I kind of felt bad I was like oh I'm, I'm like I don't need you now <laughs> Maybe See. I'll buy a pack of gum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I'm why I'm wondering about this, but have you guys ever had a, a situation or like an experience at GameStop or really in a game store where somebody was like strongly discouraging you from buying something that you're buying? <laughs> no, it's oh. usually the opposite. Like, oh, you're buying that? Here, get the warranty. Get this magazine. Yeah. Right. Oh, this Amiibo's coming out. You want to uh, pre-order that? Oh, hey, this game's coming out in nine months. You want to pre-order that? I don't know. I I'm, think... I th- I'm trying to think. I think when I bought Two Human, the guy was like, you sure? It's not looking good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I think was, so. He gave you a wink and a nod. Yeah, he was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to believe one He was human. right. Let me tell you, he was right. Uh, yeah, but... There was something there. There, it was ahead of its time. There was oh yeah, there bones. there was something there. You you a lot of it was watching the ten minute long death scene of a Valkyrie <laughs> yeah. coming and pulling but you Dennis up. Dennis Dyack sold time. you on that death scene. Yeah, it's like you know why this death scene is important. Let me tell you why. <laughs> you guys want to start a rumor about a sequel? Way too human oh, confirmed. Man. Way too human. <laughs> that was supposed to be a trilogy, wasn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, or a series at the very least. Yeah. What would the what would the uh, third installment be called? I just wonder to myself. Three human. Duh. Three. Oh, there you go. Don't be an idiot. Trace human. Humanes. Thrice human. Um, I was in GameStop once, ripping on the engage, and I almost got thrown out of the store. It was really bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Somebody just came that? in. I started talking about the engage, and I was just ripping on this thing. And the, like the manager turned to me, he's like, "No one talks bad about the engage in my store." I was like, "Whoa, no, Matt! Why are <laughs> you trying to sell it to someone and you ruined their sale or something?" Man, no. I mean, I wasn't like sabotaging a sale. I was just sorry. <laughs> hot takes, guys. I'm sorry. Can't handle you must my have been takes. a big, a big engage believer. Yeah, yeah he made I a call about you. I'm sorry. What does that mean? I I wasn't like. Here's the thing. I wasn't at like point of sale, just you know, dogging on this thing. I was just my brother was there, and we were just talking about games. Man, it's a game store. Loosen up. Yeah. It. 
I don't know. Was there a time that anyone was positive on the engage? I was just about to say it's not like <laughs> I wasn't exactly off the grid with that. I with, feel like I saw aspect. my friends and I all saw the first ads for it. We're like, this seems terrible. Hey, you got to play Tony Hawk and Madden <laughs> on the go. Tony Hawk was oh that Tony Hawk was on the engage. So was Sonic. There was a Metal Gear, wasn't there? Oh my god, was there I, really? I am fairly sure there's a Metal Gear. Holy crap! Okay, I'm gonna look this up while you guys talk about the engage and <laughs> what know, you guys I feel like there was a Tomb Raider. Yeah. yeah, there was a Tomb Raider. I know there was a Sonic. There was a uh, oh god, what was the other one? Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. Hold yeah, on. I mean, yeah, can... Metal Gear Solid Mobile for the engage. No, way. oh my god, it was. I okay, think our I... direct presence is like increasing the sales because like thirteen hundred dollars right now for an engage and 14 games like oh, that man. is skyrocketed last i saw oh, it was like 150 <laughs> oh, what happened we should get a cut of this i wonder if there's an emulation scene for the engage i'm looking mm. at screenshots they look delightful for metal gear solid mobile <laughs> i was thinking of metal gear touch metal gear touch was dope too okay let me move on to the next news item unless you had more had to say splinter on cell oh man splinter cell Engage has more Splinter Cell on it than the current gen. <laughs> Let that sit. That put that in your ear hole. Think about it. Chew on it. Hold it close to your I, heart and get hurt. Are Are you guys big into Splinter Cell? Um, <clears throat> I am not really, but I would love to see it come back. I mean, I played it on the Xbox, and I mean, I'm a Metal Gear Solid guy, so I never yeah, really got early. super super into. But I always appreciated, you know, technical espionage. It was definitely Xbox's answer to it. I, th- I thought it technically it was awesome. I'd love to see it come back. I really would. Really would. How about you, Devin? Sonic Boom? I say Siphon Filter is my jam, so. Really? No, Sony God, no. Okay, God, I never know when you're serious. <laughs> I like the idea of Splinter Cell. I just, Siphon I filter. never, Sorry, I just never got into it. Yeah, you know? I've no. never really played one. I, like, I've. Like, aside from messing around here and there a couple minutes, but yeah. it's like it's I like, like Skate Four. Just make another one, so all these people in there can just shut up. I'm so tired of hearing about it. Oh my god, just make so, another one. That in Half Life. <sighs> no, that yeah. can go die in a dumpster. But did yes, anyone I, read that that uh, Half Life Three stuff that came out a couple was it a year ago? I sure did. Some not. some ex developers like, oh, now that my uh, oh the story. Ten- yeah, my ten-year NDA's up. Here's what Siphon, or here's what Half-Life Three might have been. No way, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man, that'd be an interesting read. No, I hadn't even heard about that. Crazy. Well, all, all I know is uh, Siphon Filter is the end gauge of tactical espionage, <laughs> and that is the name of today's episode. I was gonna say I'm writing this down. Stop. <laughs> uh, okay, now I will move on to the next news item. Oh God, hold on. I had I had one fluttering thought. Am I imagining this, or did Reggie from Nintendo, now he works for GameStop, does he not? Uh, he's on the board, yeah. Maybe that had something to do with it. It's the Reggie effect, boys. The Reggie effect, think about it. Or not. I don't see I don't see Nintendo sharing digital profits with them. That's word. Sure. word. Speaking of Microsoft, announced this week yeah. there will be... 30 titles optimized and available on day one for both Xbox Series X and Series S, 20 of which will be smart delivery 
and are upgraded automatically in thousands of backwards compatible titles across four generations. Notable also that Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War will launch November 13, Destiny 2 Beyond Light launching November 10th and optimized for Series X and Series S on December 8, Xbox console launch exclusive The Medium will launch on December 10th, moved out of launch day and day. That was going to be a launch day gamer, and then they... No. It was, was never, it never confirmed. It was highly no. suggested. Re- referenced. Yeah. yeah. They they said launch-ish, so launch window. You know, oh, anything, anything in this calendar year, I'll consider launch window on yeah. both systems. Unless it's PS5, then no. Demon Souls 5 is coming out later in <laughs> yep. the year. 2020 confirmed. Well, I just wish Flight Simulator would fly into a launch window. See what man. I was so I was I'm still holding on to that. That's going to be yeah last minute surprise. I tinfoil hat. Just here's I I feel like I saw someone point out that one of the devs said it was first quarter next year. That'd be good. That'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. A lot of great games that are enhanced. This this isn't just uh games that work list but these are enhanced games that were either new or gonna have some kind of uh, purposeful upgrade whereas things like doom um that game is just inherently looking great and working great on the xbox series x and that's not enhanced like you don't see that on this list because they haven't gone back it's and done that update get a, a next inversion i believe though uh, that, probably seriously. just not launch day can we talk yeah. about doom, doom for a second because i swear to god they had been saying free upgrade to an optimized version of next gen and then i feel like i haven't heard anything about it since and ever since this acquisition they i feel like they've said nothing which really makes me wonder like are they going to do something like playstation won't get an optimized or an enhanced edition and xbox will Seriously, it's in the back of my mind. I'm are you talking about Wolfenstein or are you talking about Doom? Doom Eternal, dude. Doom Eternal. Oh, I swear Last they I'm announced. Thing is uh, August eight or August sixth. They said uh, Doom Eternal and Elder Scrolls Online will have ne- free next gen upgrades. Yeah, right. Which is why. So it's coming. So maybe it's just not. Yeah, maybe it's just not launch day. Yeah. Well, they need to detail that pronto. It'll be pronto. like. Uh, Cyberpunk, we'll get a next gen version of that eventually, but yeah. Oh yeah, that was the last little bit here. Uh, Cyber <clears throat> Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven launches on November nineteenth. We'll look and play best on next gen consoles. They say fire emoji, fire emoji because uh, fire. It's <laughs> I had a whole joke written there and I forgot it. Oh, keep going. Thinking. Yeah, you would smith that. <laughs> no, we'll no, no. <laughs> you keep thinking about. It. We'll talk that about third five. I was gonna say something about the launch of Cyberpunk. Everyone's excited. Fire emoji, and it's a flex, not because the Series X is on fire, overheating. Uh, that oh, wouldn't yeah. that wouldn't have been a good joke. You got all the pieces oh, there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. You, I didn't put it together. You go to the Chuckle Hut. You go on there late night and you work your your jokes. And uh, we'll... see, this is why I don't do freestyle <laughs> rapping podcast, guys. That's my actual eventual goal of this podcast is that I can actual freestyle rap. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Please be excited. You're more than um, welcome to try. Oh, I'm enthralled. I'm not ready yet. Clearly, I'm not. But I will be someday. Let's move on with the news, shall we? Um, speaking of overheating, um, amid rumors about this, this series, Xbox Series X overheating, an article released by Venture B, written by Jeff Grubb, conducted tests which concluded that the Xbox Series X consistently runs at a lower temperature than both the Xbox One X and the PlayStation 4 Pro. Not a shocker since the PS4 Pro. Here's another joke attempt, but I can't. Oh, no. 
Come on. You can't even. Oh, oh God, that was going to be brother. Oh, I just spoiled the whole thing. OK, I'm just going to read it. Let's just rewind five seconds. OK. Not a shocker since right, the Pro was almost used as a primary shuttle engine for SpaceX, but later it was just made into a gaming console because it was too loud for the astronauts. And that's my truth. <laughs> oh, man. Say it, Jesus Christ. Oh, my Let me tell you, I've been playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima this week, and my goodness, it has just gotten louder and louder as time has progressed. Dude, Tsushima really pushes that thing. Oh, my you. goodness. There's a... <laughs> the kind of last area in the game is doing some different things graphically, and let me tell you, <laughs> you can hear it. I was actually just listening to a podcast uh, today that w- a guy was talking about... He had talked to some developers, I think it was from Sony Santa Monica, and they were saying like one of the reasons that the PS4 Pro just is loud as hell is because of the GPU. And specifically, I guess they can't. Oh, what was it? They can't like parse out tasks with the GPU for some reason. So they they have to like the whole thing has to run like 100 percent for some reason for certain games to run. I don't know. Crazy. Cut easy. Uh, last news story: Cyberpunk will also launch on the Stadia. Okay, we're done with the news. What? <laughs> wow, you skipped. I figured that. I'd just throw that in because no one cares about Stadia. Oh, actually, wow. while we're on the topic of Cyberpunk, I we haven't really talked about Cyberpunk a whole lot, even though I mean we've talked about it here and there in the news throughout uh, the ages of this podcast. But um, is everyone playing Cyberpunk when it releases day and date? Yes. Yes, maybe we'll see. I mean, I'll be knee deep in Call of Duty and Destiny and Valhalla and Dirt Five, and so yeah, I'd like to. But like we were exchanging notes, maybe by then I'll just want to wait for the optimized version. So I'm in that problem. I'm I'm in that predicament too. I mean. I'm really looking forward to it. For some reason, I have a feeling that current gen is going to have some performance problems with this game, but I don't know. It will still be in or like, okay, it will still run better on Series X and PS5, I would assume. Yeah, like I think if you're playing on a current gen consoles, absolutely. But I think any of the running issues will be smoothed out on new consoles for sure. And then obviously still they will eventually still have the optimized, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. optimized next gen versions of that CD Projekt Red. Man, I was so happy to hear that they were doing the same thing with Witcher 3 because Witcher 3 is I'm kind of like in that position where I'm like happy that I never finished it because all these games are are getting optimized. Not all these games, but some games I really, really want to play through Witcher 3 being one of them is going to be like my first experience will be on ps5 that's exciting yeah exciting times but cyberpunk yeah i i still haven't decided if i'm if i'm gonna wait or if i'm gonna play it i don't know i don't know something tells me after ps5 drops i'll maybe too excited with other things to i don't know maybe i can you'll have all that sweet sack boy cards to get through you're not gonna have time damn right my activity cards actually uh Collecting like your Pokemans. That's that's the beauty of trophies and achievements, man. Scratches that. Yeah, say that little bit of Sackboy they showed today and that UI stuff, like, kind of got me more into that Dude, game than any of the trailers have. 
See, I completely agree. I don't know when it happened. I think they released like a trailer about a week or two ago, just like a story trailer. And I was yeah. this whole time I hadn't been like it hadn't even been on my radar, not interested. And then suddenly I'm like, wow, this looks actually pretty dope. Now I pre-ordered it and I'm getting it. So nice. Oh, I know. Like, no Stephen Fry, though. Like I do. he's not narrating the trailer. And I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Oh, no. First Peter Parker and now Sackboy. <laughs> Oh, brother. <laughs> One, oh, oh Saki. I actually think it looks really cool. I do. Yeah. What are you uh, getting at launch for PS5, uh, Greg, by the way? um, Definitely Demon Souls and Spider-Man. Um, I'll probably go ahead and get the deluxe version that comes to Spider-Man Remastered as yeah, well. Yeah, me too. Um, as well. I mean, I don't I'm know not why that's not just included. Bucks, just I mean. include it. Yeah, you know, um, that. <laughs> that's a whole other story. Yeah, I looking at Sackboy though for sure. It seems like something uh, my daughter would want to play with me. Totally. So, yeah, you and the kiddos. Yeah, I'm definitely getting those three. I'm de- I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get Dirt Five. By the way, can I talk a few seconds about Dirt Five? What were ooh, you please? I would I was like gonna, to talk about Dirt. I 5. was gonna bring that up while you're a wordsmith in your joke, but. Take it away. Tell me what you want to say about the Dirt 5. It looks great. <laughs> we saw that in-game footage uh, by Digital Foundry. And oh man, yeah. is it looking good on all yeah. three different uh, performance types too. So, I, yeah. For Xbox specifically, let's make that caveat that did a review Digital Foundry. Yeah, yeah. And that was for the Series X. I did I, not realize that it was a lot of the X Evolution Studios people. Doing yeah, I didn't either actually. I yeah. did not either, and that totally that totally caught my eye. I'm, I'm I I wanted it for sure, but when I heard that, I was like, "Oh damn!" I'm all so like, yeah, because you're a big Project Cars guy, right? Or does it Drive Club? Which one was Drive Drive Club? Club. Yeah, uh, thank you. Sorry, you know, your band. Come on, man. You're I'm all I'm all high on pizza. You know, I've been on keto the last four weeks, and I oh, had yeah, a piece we, of pizza today. We have to talk about the pizza bet also. Pizza but. bet. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I finally got Devin a pizza. We'll nice. talk on that. But uh, let me just to say one thing about Evolution Studios. They did MotorStorm, which I thought was a to- like criminally overlooked series on the PS3. I yeah. wish that they... No one bought the damn thing, but I wish they I had it. it for PS4. I loved MotorStorm. That's yeah, great. So it, great. it was fun as heck. So cool. Yeah. I have Onrush. <laughs> Admittedly, I haven't played it yet, but like even MotorStorm RC on the Vita is such a dope game. So cool. Those guys are. That, yeah, so I good. like that game. Um, you want to hear a funny story? As I played MotorStorm Apocalypse in 3D on my little Sony PlayStation branded 3D TV. Damn. Oh, you had right, one you of those? Did. Yeah. Damn, oh my God. Right, how did. good was that? Yeah. How it good was, was that TV? It was very good for its price. It was, was like one ninety nine. Yeah, like one Black Friday um, they were like knocking them down big time, and I was yeah, so it was a great. I I, that was like let's, let's tell the listeners because a lot of people don't know this thing even exists. So let's tell them about how great this TV was. Yeah, so it was um, it was ten eighty p. It was uh, probably like twenty two inches, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Somewhere around there. Uh, really nice display on it though. Um, and it it had 3D and it had I don't think I ever used it, but it had that thing where you could like have two player and yeah, have yeah, your yeah. glasses each synced and each of you would see a different thing on that TV. 
What a yeah. crazy yeah. idea, man. Yeah, and, like and one person could cool be playing idea. game and the other person could be doing something else, right? Yeah. Like yeah. watching Netflix or something. So crazy. And uh yeah, it was a good TV. It it just very recently I I had let a friend borrow it and I got it back and I was kind of uh, let my son use it in his room and it died and I was like oh, oh no damn <laughs> yeah I've got an old 3D TV that's sitting in my bedroom now that I've got mounted that we've it's it, the back panel starting to die so there's these black bands in it but oh, you know when you watch the hobbits in 3D I played Gears of War in 3D um, I did some PlayStation stuff uh, mm-hmm. in 3D and it's just like it's a niche thing it looks good yeah yeah I feel like it's like the end gate it was ahead of its time <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I can get my fill of any 3D on 3DS stuff and be like, okay. Yeah, this is actually an interesting topic, too, because like it kind of dovetails into another topic of conversation I was going to bring up. But like real quick on 3D, I I have a I had a 3D television and it had like the active glasses. So like what you're Mm -hmm. describing, you had to like turn them on and they would like literally refresh. I I forget how it worked exactly, but like they would flicker uh active mm-hmm. lenses so that you would see the 3d effect there were some games it was always kind of a pain in the ass to like optimize it and i found and like calibrating all this because i found it to be really i don't know kind of a chore to get it like working it up to like your viewing angle kind of had to be yeah, those, specific that was a problem with those passive glasses is they were expensive they were hard to calibrate whereas uh, the passive ones you could just grab a pair of glasses from the theater like i've got my hobbit theater glasses from when i went and saw it in 3d you and i used to use that when i was playing like gears in 3d yeah i would mm. thought that that was a really cool idea and we weren't ready for it and it, it was really expensive but no we didn't deserve that while we're on the topic of 3d and experimental technologies i didn't think this was going to be a topic of conversation we get to but real quick because i actually i'm supposed to say vr this reminds me of VR in some ways, just in terms of its early technology. Mostly, we're, I would say VR is clearly beyond a proof of concept stage, oh, but yeah. um, it's pretty established. It's pretty established, I think. And the current generation, like it's kind of easy to forget that VR is a thing sometimes, at least for me. It's not something I do every day, but every time I do it, I definitely wonder why I don't do it more. Um, but like just VR generally, like what 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 do you guys think about VR and have you used it? Do you use it? Uh, no, I think it's hobby grade trash. <laughs> it's expensive. It's cumbersome. It's confusing. Like I just there's some hobbyist enthusiasts that love it and they got their Half-Life Alex and they're great and wonderful. But it's not for me, you know, hobby just, grade trash. Yeah. Do you like it then? Tell us what you really think. I did the, I actually did the the PlayStation VR once. Okay. The uh, FPS space shooter thing. And it was interesting. It's great. I mean, Mm. it's a a party game. It's like you go and you play and you're like, this is cool. I like this, but I'm not going to spend the money on it. You know, I've already spent over 2,000 on my PC. I don't need to go spend another 500 on a headset that might make me dizzy, you know, with how many games? Not very many. So that's what gets me. I think that's where I get bitter is the support. There's not that many about it. I'm just, I'm hateful. I don't know. But here's the thing though. Like even like uh, half life, Alex, half life, Alex, I have not played it. I don't 
have any PC-based VR. I know that that's like top of the line in terms of VR tech is on PC. Um, but I had just heard amazing things about Half-Life Alex, and it yeah VR. I mean, they always say it, and they said it kind of as a caveat a lot for the PSVR too. But it's hard to really explain it. It's hard to even show it unless you're doing it. But even with half like Half Life Alex, I'm like just because I know I've tried VR and I'm like, God damn, I can only imagine how good that looks and the yeah. uh, the controllers with that headset specifically is like. I don't know. Have you played Half Life Alex, uh, Greg? No, no, I've only got a PSVR. It's like uh, 4K or like 120 refresh rate. Until you see it, you can't really appreciate it, and it doesn't it doesn't translate to whatever you're viewing on because it can't handle it. So yeah. I will say the one, the one nice thing I'll ever say about a half-life thing is Alec, Alex, Alex, yeah. Alex. Why do you hate uh, half-life? <laughs> it looks, it looked better than just a tech demo. Yeah. Most, most VR games look like some kind of like thrill ride tech demo. It's like, Oh, okay. So it's a gallery shooter. Great. Okay. What else can it do? <laughs> so, I will just, I guess, be the lone defender of VR on this podcast. No, I, I definitely have enjoyed what I've done. I, I think kind of the biggest thing that bothers me just is the screen resolution on the PSVR. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of feel like that's where I keep hitting. Yeah, it's, no, there's a ceiling. Uh, okay, it's like okay, I see this. It works. It's good. I just kind of want a better screen. Did you play that but, Star Wars Squadrons in VR? No, I, I played the I Battlefront X-Wing oh, yeah. mission in VR. That was awesome. Dope as hell, dude. Oh, yeah, that. I enjoyed that. Dope as hell. I haven't actually played uh, Squadrons yet on VR. I have it. I'm going to. Um, I've heard good things. Yeah, me too. I've actually heard from people that that's like the best way to play the game, which sort of surprises me. Yeah, they say you, you, you're a lot better at it. You can aim a lot better. Yeah that's the thing like especially with games like that where obviously like the interface of the game is pretty favorable to a vr setup because you're stationary you're in the cockpit like that's everybody's dream to kind of have that and you still get that sense of movement Mm -hmm. vr i think is harder to translate with other things and obviously with a lot of vr titles you can tell that they're creatively trying to figure out ways in which they can design a game and kind of have vr implemented you know in a way that I don't know, makes sense for for the gameplay itself. I two games that have really stood out to me. I haven't played the entirety of either of them. Um but Astrobot, I know you love that game, Devin, but Dude, Astro how Bot, people would not stop just waxing poetic for that game. How have you not dude platinum that and then printed that out with your 3D printer? No, I know. Well, I have a backlog. Next one of your dollies. It's, it's a shame. It, I have a shameful backlog. And the more you oh. people hear the podcast, I will be less and less respected because my shame backlog list is undeniably massive. But Astrobot, like, honestly, I haven't had a lot of moments this generation where I have, like, been kind of stunned by something. And I don't, it's not always necessarily a technological achievement moment where I have those, I don't know, epiphanies. Like I had that epiphany with like Mario 64 when I play and it's clear, like, damn, this is going to define gaming. I even thought that as a kid, as I played it, I was like, wow, this is like a moment. This is completely different. This is undeniably and unequivocally different than any video game I've ever played. 
I didn't have that degree of epiphany with Astrobot, but I felt like as I was playing, I was like, damn, VR in 10 years, if it keeps being developed and iterated, this is like amazing. And I, you have this sense of, <laughs> I know it sounds so cliche, but like you have this sense of immersion and uh, presence in the game. And it's like, it yeah. just, it's, it's mind by it's so amazing. And the game itself I mean, if you watched it like on YouTube or something, you'd be like, okay, this is a pretty standard off the shelf like platformer. Yeah, it's pretty, it's fine. But you don't really get this sense of achieve. You don't really get the sense of presence that you get when you put on the PSVR headset. And again, it's not the best VR headset ever made. It's it's pretty, you know, basic, basic bitch in terms of technology. But like. I think Sony like it really has supported it pretty well for yeah. what it is. I mean, yeah, I'm very impressed with how much support they've given it. Have we heard anything about the P5 VSR PSVR <laughs> five? Oh uh, yeah, Demon Souls five will launch on it. <laughs> um, no, actually, it's a or good is that going to be another like? No one's talking about it. No one, and then just one day they're going to just be like, "Here's our PSVR five um, blowout special." Woo! That's a really good question. I. I definitely think I don't. What, what do you think, Greg? What, what do you? How do you think they're gonna? Is it gonna happen? It's very interesting because they they have not backed off on support. So I feel like at this moment I could say they are absolutely working on a new one. Whether or not it comes out, that's a good question. <laughs> you think it's just a better display? I think yeah. I think that's a big part of it. I think. I would hope they're trying to figure out a, a way to make it wireless. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That's that's why I don't think we'll ever see VR and Xboxes. Phil said, "Until it's easy to do, we're not even going to bother." Yeah, quitters, quitters. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, we saved I mean, GameStop for you. So next time you go in to buy your doll collection, you think your GameStop rep and say, t- "Say hi to thank, Phil for me." Thank you, Phil. Yeah, I love my doll. Big Daddy, Big Daddy Phil's here for you. No, I I honestly, yeah, thanks, Phil. Thank you for GameStop and my dollies. I appreciate that. I actually think that, like, I've been presently, uh, sorry, pleasantly surprised by how persistent Sony's been with support on the VR. And it's, I kind of early days when, like, something launches and a company shows a lot of support. And then after six months, 12 months, it's not like catching complete fire. You're kind of like expecting it to sort of dwindle. But they just kind of have been persistently giving a drip feed of games. And, and games like uh, Star Wars uh, Squadrons is like an awesome, an, an awesome service to the VR. But I just think Sony deserves a lot of credit because they could have easily either not done it or completely just caved on it and left it in the dirt. I definitely think we'll see a PSVR 2. I have a feeling that it's not going to be that much of an upgrade, but like you said, Greg, all I really need is um, better resolution. I Even yeah. if it was nothing but that, I would be okay with it, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, go ahead and go ahead. Did you ever play a Super Hot? Did VR? not play Super Hot. Actually... No, I have not played Super Hot. That is, that's the one that got me. Like, all the other ones, like, this really? is cool. Okay, but, like, that game, like, sucked to be in. I was, mm-hmm. I played it for hours. And, like, being able to, like, toss stuff from one hand to another and catch it, like, 
Yeah, right. That's like the most in it I've felt for sure. Yeah, that game but did look cool. There, there was. I haven't cool. got back to it a ton because I kind of yeah. gotta like rearrange my whole oh, play area in the ass, dude. I find yeah. when I when I actually plug in my PSVR, it stays plugged in for like weeks because I'm just don't want to don't want the hassle of messing around with it. It's definitely yeah. got a lot of Frankenstein elements to it, but yeah, mine's got a lot of dust on it. I, I to be honest, could tell you the last time I used it, but yeah, I, I, I really I should. Longer, but... I really should try some new stuff out. I, w- I want to play Super Hypercube too. Okay, we'll stop talking about VR now, but I I <laughs> think VR is really really damn cool, and uh, I think have the, the lineup. Have you looked at much of the uh, Oculus Quest too? Not a ton. Not a ton. Yeah, I to me, I think that's the way to go. Like an all-in-one device that. You're not tethered to stuff. Like, I yeah. feel like that's. How about Labo? Who's got a Labo? I don't have Labo, but I want one or a few kits. We're talking about the cardboard boxes, right? Yeah. <laughs> you slide your PSVR in to be your PSVR. Your, your Switch. <laughs> your Switch. I'm sorry. Freudian slip. Um, no, have you have you messed with Labo? I actually no bullshit. I think Labo looks cool. I would totally mess with it. No, when it goes, when it gets cheaper, maybe because cheaper, it's, it's expensive for cardboard. Are you kidding me? Oh, I've seen it for pretty dang yeah. cheap. Yeah, I feel like. Well, now that I'm starting to spend money on Nintendo again, like maybe we'll see. Oh my heavens! You know what I just realized, guys? That, uh... I'm a terrible host. We haven't talked about what we're playing. You were just, oh, buddy. I guess we could oh, go all the way back to the beginning man. of the episode. We yeah, just, it, when we wrap up, we could end on it. I okay, guess. yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll just edit this part into the uh, beginning. Yeah, just, like, it'll be seamless. Why do they sound so tired? Uh, uh, uh. All right, well, VR. What a what a great foray into the third dimension it's been. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a second. One of the topics of conversation, and we'll see where it goes with this. Um, I want to talk about console launches because I was kind of thinking about this. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen like pre-order stats. Um, there have been some outlets that have been tracking like how many people are pre-ordering what console and blah blah blah. And it kind of got me to thinking, um, like how much pre uh, excuse me, how much launches actually matter in terms of like. At the end of the console cycle, does it really matter how a console launches? I mean, the further we get into social media, people will try to make you believe that it matters. But yeah, right. I, I will say I'll keep it pretty, pretty high level or low level. I don't know. I'll keep it pretty broad. Console launch is like a celebration of what's to come. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's when you. All eyes are on this thing. People have all these high expectations. They get that box. Do y'all see that uh, Burger King pictures of that lady walking out with that huge ass box with the PS5? <laughs> <laughs> I think that box is actually smaller than it's going to be no, in no, real no. life. That woman uh, was 6'5", 220. <laughs> just to give you perspective on how big that box was. Holy okay, now cow. It fits. 
<laughs> I seriously think that the PS5 box is going to be like Titanfall Collector's Edition. Big, you know, oh like, God. oh my, get this thing in my trunk or whatever. Because, you know, Sony talked about how they have like how many B-52s waiting on standby to ship them overseas or whatever. It's like, you yeah. fit three on an airplane. Like, <laughs> of course you're going to need 150 of them. <laughs> oh, uh, the size of the PS5. All right, let's turn it in. Uh, I think it absolutely matters because it's it's a celebration. It's a big to do. It's and it's great for all the internal teams, you know, especially now with how hard it is to ship anything. Uh, yeah, you know, with the state of the world and just technology as it is, like you thought by now, Moore's Law would be making these things uh, harder to be impressive. You mm-hmm. know, harder to 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 double your efforts, and it's it's not like. PS5 is a beast. Xbox Series X is a beast, and you know it's great. It's great. Like I'm excited for technology. Like I feel like launch window is a celebration of technology, not not launch games. Because you always look back on launch games, and you know, cringe. One, maybe two of them were actually good. The rest are just crap. You know, tech demos. So there's something magical about launch games. I don't know what it is. It's like it's kind of like when you eat uh, pizza that's not great. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I like pizza, and this is pizza, and I'm eating pizza right now, so I'm happy. But you know that it's not good pizza. But hey, it like, was like a, it was like a pesto artichoke buffalo sauce <laughs> pizza that it sounds weird, sounds and you're glad you, you're glad it exists, but. You know, five years into the gen, it's not going to be green lit. It tastes great. Killzone Shadowfall is absolutely okay pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty pizza. Yeah, it's the most okayest. Yeah, it's the Little Caesars of video games. <laughs> it's the end of man. I tr- I tried. I really tried when I got my PS4 to play that game, and I just couldn't. It's a completely fine launch game. Yeah, yeah. it. It is inoffensive in every way, just not amazing. See, to me, it was uh, it was a solid tech demo for the PS4, though. Yeah, it was I, I was very impressed with how it looked. I'm, I was excited. That's the first thing I booted up, bringing that that console. Oh, home. totally. And, yeah, same here. And, uh, a friend of mine and I were just like, "Whoa, look at this part!" Yeah, I, I was like, freaking it out. It looked I was amazing. Really and I, I had like one of those moments too, like I can't be excited to play not this game, but looking like this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny because I look back on the Xbox One and PS4 launch, like I was, I was really, really hyped going into that. Um, I actually think if you put it down on paper, that Xbox One may have had a better launch in terms of software, maybe because of Forza. Forza was really damn good. Yeah. Uh, yeah right. Man. Man, remind me again what the hell came out for Xbox One. Rising. DRM. Done. (laughs) Dead Rising 3. I was trying to say Rise and Dead Rising at the same time. Was Rise also launch? Yep. Yeah. Well, it had a day one. It had a day one edition, so. Okay. Shiny gold cover. That was a launch. Uh, Let's see. What else? The sports games. You had... uh, I have to look at my stack. What was exclusive on it is what I'm trying to remember. Forza, Rise. Forza, Rise, Dead Rising. Dead Rising. I'm going to say Sunset Overdrive because that was launch window. It was was not even a year later, dude. Yeah. It was was October the next year. year. Oh, my God. Like September or October. Yeah. We're going to have to learn how to read a calendar. Sonic Boom. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, and I'm trying to remember what PS4 Resogun was dope. I still think that was the best launch game, actually. Um, Killzone Shadowfall. Knack. How could we forget Knack? <laughs> anyway, part of the reason I was thinking about it was like, okay, I, I think that uh, Series X, the series is, obviously Halo slipped out of the launch window, and that's a bummer. But like... I don't is the launch of the console really going to matter in the grand scheme of things? In other words, if it let's just say it launches to lukewarm sales, do you think that they could um, once they start getting their like treadmill of exclusives, which I think is definitely coming? Do you think like let's say that happens a year, two years down the road? Do you think it's salvageable if they had like a really bad launch, for example? I think the buzz is more important than the actual sales. Hmm. Because, like, man, I feel like three years after Xbox One came out, you'd still hear people say, like, oh, yeah, it's too bad you can't play these games on those. Like, right. Oh, dude. Because yeah. it just still had just, like... Th- three years is being generous. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it lasted so long. Like, it was such a negative buzz yeah. about it. But right. I, there's people and, that today that still think that. Like, yeah, if anyone's ever worked retail, especially in the used game market, you will know how, how do I put the simple minded most consumers are. So there's some credence, there's some credence to the whole, Oh, Xbox series X. I'm confused by that name, but at the same time, like, are you expecting people to open up your PS five and put an M dot two drive in there? I don't know. People are kind of dumb. But uh, yeah, like the whole, you can't share games. You have to be always online. That's stuck. Like, yeah, you could have stamped that on the front of the console. It's still stuck, you know? And I think they're finally starting to shake that off. Like uh, the, the one X was like a good rebrand, like kind of get away from that, Mm -hmm. which I Mm -hmm. wish they would have dropped the one name to just shake that off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Series X is kind of like a rebrand, like a let's let's try that again approach. So they just made yeah. a box that plays video games. And that's know? a really good point too that you made, Greg. Like early days, narr- and even as you're describing it with the Xbox One, narrative is so important. It's almost as important as software. And like, yeah. I, I really feel like even the run up to this launch, Microsoft has been working on narrative and controlling it, and like just be in control of what the damn narrative is, you know, and kind of they've been more or less calling the the shots and um, defining what the pace is on in terms of like uh, news that's released and everything. So I don't know. It's going to be it's that's well, night and day. I mean, the communication seven years ago was abysmal. I mean, the whole back and forth on being online and oh, man, that and, was, you know, games that oh, can, yeah. you know, play used all it was just it was a nightmare it was a train wreck yeah yeah their story was all over the place those first few days you know marketing is it's in a good spot now for xbox whereas playstation wouldn't say it's bad it's just bad timing it's it's a little cumbersome which we're not used to with playstation i don't know i don't know if it matters right now for them i mean like every time they they launch any sort of media or post or video they have so much attention right now is the thing it's almost like they're withholding their hands so much that it's annoying but every time 
freaking the king at Burger King could open a bag of freaking hamburgers. And oh my god, you were losing. You were like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the king. <laughs> we can't give him too much crap though, because he was right. <laughs> yeah, look where we are. Fun fact, the king was usually played by a woman. Really? Like, yeah. And he used to be on Team Xbox too. Yeah, Sneak Kings. Oh, man. I'm home to the good so side. That was... Now that was a technological achievement to get that to run on an Xbox OG <laughs> and a 360. Did they have? Oh, I forgot that was on both. Yeah, they had big bumping too. Big bumping, sneak big kings, big and uh, what was the third what was one? the other one? Oh man, it was, it was like a I mean, oh uh, I should know this. motorcycles. So, it's Brook Brook. What the hell is it called? Okay. Somebody look this up. We oh need to. Oh my god! But yeah, awesome. uh, that that would play in both systems. Like that was crazy but that would do that i'm having an old man yells at cloud moment because i can't think of the name of this game i know we're gonna look it up um is it like something pocket Pocket? yes it is something pocket all right pocket race pocket racer pocket Pocket bike racer pocket bike there we go and big bump okay there we go and i can sleep tonight thank god for that Yeah, tangent of a, a tangent. What were we saying? I had another forceps moment, boys. Yeah. But no, <laughs> yeah, like no, like you were just saying, like Sony's just they're the market leader, so they don't have to try. Uh but yeah, they, they don't, don't they, that's they don't have to I mean, do anything I, outlandish. I mean, and, I think they're playing pretty conservative and they're I don't think that they're doing anything wrong. Uh, they have no, a, it's I, just I think they're doing what they always do, and it just looks so different compared to Xbox who's yeah really changed it up yeah i agree yeah it's it's when you're like looking at compared to hindsight and what the competition's doing you it it looks bad but if you were to just focus on the the playstation itself like we talked about last week it's no different than how they did with the four you know they're just they're taking their time they're releasing stuff out here and there and i'm gonna be really interested to see the uh like the side-by-side comparisons with these things when they actually get cross um, platform games running on each. I'm going to be really yeah. interested to see that. Cause uh, yeah, I don't know. I see like digital foundry put up doom on both systems and can play them both and see how long it takes and how well they look. Then that'll be, that's when you can start putting on your uh, troll hats and your tinfoil hats and your, you know, detective hats and start, going away with it oh man i just had a flashback to like the few weeks going up to last gen launch like yeah, call of duty all dude. the resolution talk everyone talking about i do 900p remember. totally i do remember that too i remember call of duty um ghosts being like one of the first things we saw on both consoles side by side yeah and it was uh <laughs> even it then was like, it, it was like really Almost indistinguishable, to be honest, but uh, man, it sure did kick up a lot of dirt online. So I can yeah. only imagine this generation. Well, the hard part is it, it ran at 60. You know, when a game runs at yeah. high refresh rate, it's hard to tell the differences in resolution. Yeah. So that had it going for it. But So what do you, uh, what do you guys think? How are cross-platform games going to look when these things are in homes, when it's in the digital foundries and they're they're actually clocking these things. Do you think the I gap think they're going to look huge? Very similar. I mean, we had what uh, Fallout Four running in uh, sixty frames. 
Yeah. So, and of course, Doom, as we brought up numerous times, because that game with no enhancement, no, not even being touched, just it runs amazing. I mean, you have Linus from Linus Tech Tips out there saying that it looks as good as a PC and launches quicker than any PC he's ever run. So that's pretty big for a guy that doesn't touch console to have him boast about it. This is one thing I think that like it's gonna it's gonna get lost in the conversation immediately. It actually I was thinking about it this week too when uh I think they lifted embargo at least to some degree on uh Yakuza and Dirt five. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people are just kind of being trolls about oh these games don't look next gen. This is the most powerful console, blah blah blah. Well, I honestly think a lot of times, the way a game runs, plays, uh, performs, all these things, it a lot of times has a lot more to say about the game than it does about the console. And I think that's the, certainly the case oh, yeah. with Yakuza. Like, you know, the engine is got... It's, aren't they using an engine that's like four, five, six, seven years old or something? Um, it's, a, it's a more recent one than some of them, but yeah. I mean, that game came out on PS4 in Japan, like... Yeah, that's right. Last right. year, maybe earlier. Yeah. And Dirt, so, I mean, it's not a brand new game. And the Dirt 5 that they were playing wasn't wasn't optimized yet. That was just beta, pretty yeah, much. Early build. Yeah, and early I, build. So, yeah, I heard people just dogging on Dirt. I'm like, you guys are stupid. Yeah. Oh, it's it's people being great. bitter and ugly. Don't be a better human. Come on. This world's messed up. You don't need that. And they're watching YouTube videos too. Like, yeah, right. I mean, it's all compressed. They probably got it two forty p or something on your cracked cell phone screen. Yeah. So yeah, and even things like the SSD, I think that people are going to immediately go to that, especially with the PS Five, because they've been really, really selling that SSD speed thing. That's not going to just be across the board. Everything's faster necessarily, you know. And the SSD doesn't always just leverage like boot speed or load speed and stuff like that. Like it's, I don't know. I think a lot of technology with both of these things is nuanced and it really depends on what it's running and who developed it and, you know, how they're using it. So it's not really, it's never as simple as the fanboys want to believe. Yeah, no. And and some games you won't see any kind of enhancement just because of it being frame locked or locked behind some kind of, antiquated cpu bottleneck uh you know it's that's what happened with destiny destiny never ran above 30 frames because it just it was stuck to old tech so even yeah. today it's still at 30 because 4k yeah but uh, until the new systems come out it's not going to run it until uh, you know it's not going to run at 60 frames until then i might even have to look at destiny 2 for a minute 4k 60 yeah. destiny 2 is probably going to look pretty Oh, that I, is such a that is such a bummer that it's not launch day. That's like a month out. That it's not ready for the new expansion. Well, we'll be playing Demon Souls Five by that that's time. True. Um, how long we we've been riffing a good amount of time, eh? Because I've well, I have I have one other topic, but maybe we should cap it there. What do you think? Yeah, let's uh let's let's talk about our games that we've been playing. Oh yeah, that's yeah. our our yeah, soft yeah. outro. Well, tee it up, Sonic Boom. What you been playing? All right. So, as uh, many of you travelers heard in my intro, I have been playing some uh, Genshin Impact. 
Oh yeah, I saw you playing that today. Which what? Yeah. what is that game about? I honestly don't know anything about Genshin Impact. I just know well, that it's on Twitter fire. Yeah, everyone's I mean, we're probably late to the party. At least I am. It's it's the new hotness. It's a JRPG that is a gotcha game, which for those that don't know, like you have random roles. So you know you buy a thing and you get to unlock either weapons or characters. That's how you that you know, that's kind of your your big to do. Um mm-hmm. Which I think calling it a gotcha game, which I, I'm not a big gotcha game person, does it a disservice because yeah. nowhere are you like pushed to buy the currency. You're not like constantly reminded about it. Like this game, I've put almost 30 hours into it and not spent oh. a dime on it. And when people say, oh, it's very Breath of the Wild esque, yeah, it's heavily influenced, but. Um, heavily. <laughs> Yeah, it's a big open world RPG with lots of uh, simple mechanics, but lots of, you know, uh, currencies. And as you progress through the world and the story, you get to unlock new things like until your level venture level, not your character level, your adventure level um, doesn't unlock things like you can't make a wish. A wish is your random role to get either a weapon or a new character. Um, so. And as you progress, more and more things open up to you, more areas. Um, and it's like I've never been enthralled with a game like this for a really long time. So, um, cool. if you like Breath of the Wild, take a look at it because I haven't spent a dime on it. Like, I, I'm gonna, I think calling it a gotcha game is kind of doing a disservice. Saying it's Breath of the Wild almost does it a disservice because it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a JRPG that has a pretty standard story, but there's so much to do. Uh, you know so much to discover the world is so big and it's free so that is pretty what what platforms is pc ps4 xbox is on everything or is it it's not on xbox but it's on pc it's on android which is cross play and ios and then ps4 i don't know why i haven't looked into it but uh ps4 is its own thing like you can't cross say with it oh really yeah why am i not but, surprised uh, yeah it's supposed to be coming to switch eventually too oh yeah. cool cool but yeah it's uh like i like if you know me i don't rpg i don't gotcha i don't anime any of that yeah, this stuff. is not a game i would have this is you not for. a me game at all. like about as far away from you as i can imagine but i'm going to gush about this game until the cows come home I'm like, I re- I, like the problem is i like did this thing where i like all right how do you play this game had some fun then i went and looked up youtube videos i'm like oh Okay, that's what I have to do. So I restarted an account like four or five times to get the good, um, the good characters. You are freaking once, out with this game. <laughs> yeah. Well, like up front they give you, and because it's like 1.0, so they're just giving out wishes, which is your your role. Think of like FIFA packs or card packs from Madden, or you know, it's a microtransaction. Sure. Which the microtransactions are kind of expensive. Uh, if you want the gems or the horseshoes or the balloons, golden rainbows. Wait, what are they? Anyway, lucky charms. Yeah, a there's a ton of currencies. I mean, if you're into gotcha games and RPGs, it's probably nothing. But uh, um, those are kind of expensive. There's a battle pass, which isn't too bad, and then uh, there's some other things that get you in-game stuff. But it's not intrusive. Like it's not in your face. It's not constantly barking at you. Like you could play this whole game. And never spend the dime, no problem. Interesting. 
Well, there you go. First step Genshin Impact, second step anime. You're on the right track. <laughs> yeah, I'll be watching One Piece next week. I'll report back. Awesome. <laughs> we'll take recommendations from our wide audience about what you should start with on on your anime expedition. Yet to be determined. Well, Greg, what are you playing? My dude. This week has been a lot of Ghost of Tsushima. There you I go. Dove back into that full force and I'm pretty close to the end, I feel like. I'm Wow, you have, have made the... progress. Yeah, yeah. I don't have much of the map left. The the next story mission sure sounds pretty final. I don't know <laughs> how much okay. further it'll go, but man, that game just gets better and better. Like there's some more mechanics yeah. they introduced later that make it really fun. That really changed up how I play. Yeah, I was surprised. And I'm still super early, but that was specifically what you just touched on. What had been surprising me already, which is how much, how many mechanics they introduce as the thing is well into the story. Mm-hmm. You know? It's mm-hmm. like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that you still have several to go. I feel like, like they're like big things. It's like, but yeah, it's great. That that's kind of that's kind of been mostly. Yeah, I played a disgusting amount of it awesome. posting your screenshots on the uh, twitters yeah yeah such a looker of a game best photo mode i think i've ever pl- played touched in a game is that game Just impact has a photo mode oh Ooh. why haven't we been seeing your screenshots <laughs> i wanted to keep it a secret <laughs> okay. although freaking xbox media has been giving me away i had co-workers ask me so huh genshin impact huh i'm like how did you know? oh Oh, that's right. Thanks, Xbox. Man, I, didn't, I never noticed. Huh? They'd be bad snooping. Boy. Yeah, they're snitches. One thing I will say that's bad. Like, I will, I will highly encourage, recommend, uh, tell people they need to try this game if you like Breath of the Wild in any shape, way, or form, because it's it's great. But uh, you can't pet the dogs or the cats. Oh, let me tell you that really makes me sad. Well, I, <laughs> it got real intense, and that's all the Genshin impact I can handle now. I'm just gonna. There's cooking. Break. You can cook. Oh my! You can God. cook in this game. Okay, give give us your cooking update next week on episode. I mean, the jingle isn't as good as Breath of the Wild, which um, nothing ever is, but oh, hard yeah. to beat. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I I just love it. when you throw together like a crap dish. You got like pots and pans breaking and whatnot. Does the food look as good as Monster Hunter's food? Uh, sure. I played a lot of the ha- ha- monster monster hunters, monster hunters, oh, okay. monster hunters. Good looking food made by cats. Made by. Can you yeah. Can you pet the cats? You know, it has been a while since I played. Surely, you can put a cat in Surely. a backpack in Miles Morales. That's what I do yes. now. I did see spider cat um, for seventy bucks. You could put a cat in a bag, yeah, and play a fantastic launch game. By the way, a game that makes me hungry. Demons, or sorry, uh, Dragon's Crown has delicious, delicious cooking in it. Anyone? Anyone? No. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, go I'm back to it and tell me that anything Vanillaware makes. Oh, my goodness. I've speaking of Vanillaware. I've got Aegis Rim. Oh, like just sitting on my shelf, being neglected and crying into the heavens. 
Um, by the way, Greg, are we gonna we should do some Ghost of Tsushima this weekend if you want? Yes. Let me know. Yes, yes. That's my goodness, that's tomorrow, isn't it? Yep. That update. Damn straight. And how much is it? Four free. free. Yeah. Damn. Ghost of Tsushima. It'll be it'll be it'll be back in our conversation when we're talking about game of the year later. So so put a bookmark in it and you can talk about it's it's high up on my list, that's for sure. I'll be interested to see what where things how that debate shakes out. Um, okay, I'm gonna get off the mic. I have been playing a little tiny bit of Tony Hawk and I'm still awful. It's really discouraging, but I love the music. <laughs> um otherwise, God, I've been so busy with work I've hardly hardly touched games. But I'm gonna play Ghost of Tsushima this weekend with my with my homeboy, Human Platinum. So all right, dudes, plug yourselves. Where can we find you on the Twitters? I am at the Pie Piper. Awesome. Like the pie. Like I eat the pie. pie. Like you eat it. Greg? I'm at Jethrin. J-E-T-H-R-I-N. Best follow on Twitter. And I am at the circle button. And that is episode three. That's a wrap on episode three for cross-platform chat. Why can I never say that? Cross-platform cross chat. Every single week we have a different name. Cross-plat chat, episode three. Deuces. Birds, I hate them. Don't, don't buy a bird. They're, they're evil. They're jerks. That thing looks like a Muppet, man. That picture of that bird looks like a Muppet. What, Big Bird? You sent me a picture of Big Bird busting through the door? Oh, I was talking about a... So, oh, that is pretty. You just sent pictures of Genshin Envy. My God, that does look good. That's I take back everything I said. I, I take back <laughs> everything I said. <laughs>